are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor T.B. Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Hallelujah. Philippians 4, 15. All right. Thank you, Father. Paul was speaking. Most of us sometimes read verse 19 and we always jump to the 19th verse. And some of us confess it like it's a promise in the New Testament for the believer. But Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 is not a promise. It's not a promise. It's not a promise to the believer in Christ. It was a blessing Paul was pronouncing over a specific group of people. So sometimes not just because God shall supply my need. No, 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 no. It was a blessing he was pronouncing on a specific group of people. And the background scripture is from verse 15. Where it says, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving. So the theme today, tomorrow morning, and tomorrow evening is concerning giving and receiving. Amen. Concerning what? Giving and receiving. He said, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. That's why he now said, my God, hallelujah, shall supply all your needs. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But let me read down from 15. Next verse 16. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. So, as he was saying, it's a lifestyle. Well, not something they did once. They did once and again. Verse 17. And I said, not because I desire a gift. But I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Hallelujah. Just put in verse 18. But I have all and I am and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an order of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Hallelujah. Um, based on what we're dealing with, you know, most of the time, the most difficult people to explain giving and receiving to are pastors. And ministers of the gospel. I've, I've been pastoring, you know, and I've related with pastors and ministers of the gospel. But you see, what God wants to do with you through this particular edition is to make sure there is a shift in your finances. You will be more effective in ministry that way. Hallelujah. And it's not God holding back funds. No. It's not God holding money from coming to you. No. God is not holding money from coming to anybody. Are we together? It's not. And so when you're communicating sometimes to pastors, ministers, <laughs> glory to God, you know, when we were on campus, we hosted a minister. Before we hosted a minister, we were students in school. This was years back. Before we hosted the minister, the minister ministered in a church in Port Harcourt. So, um, some of some people around me were involved in that meeting in Port Harcourt. So, because we were hosting the minister, so we were around too. You understand that? After that, the person is going to come and minister for us, you know? So, we were around. When they gave honorarium in town, a full church, they gave the minister 1,500. That was some money that time. Yeah? 1,500. The person came to campus the following week or so. Our campus church is smaller than that church. 
We gave 5,000 to that same minister. Hello? Now, what touched me was that they did not give their best. They just gave. Are you understanding me? And when you are a minister of the gospel, I always tell my leaders and pastors in church, I said, once you become a leader, it is very easy for you to stop giving. Because you are always the one telling people to give. Amen. It's very easy for you to stop giving. You know that? Because if you don't give, nobody's going to know you didn't give. If it's like General Vasia, amen. General Vasia, you don't give, you can stay in that church for five years. You've never given. Nobody will know. But you're killing yourself. Amen. I want to jump to the end, then I'll come back to the beginning. Listen. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Don't be a pastor hosting ministers. You know, you know, sometimes <laughs> there's a man of God that invited me for a meeting. Is almost how many years now? He's still coming. I'm coming. You know what I mean? I'm coming. He's still coming. He's still coming. I will see you. I will see you. Amen. <laughs> I will see you. I didn't want you to see me. Amen. I didn't come because you will see me. But it will be in your interest to know how these things work. When we organize programs, whether it's convention, can I just be plain with you? In the budget for the program, a major part of it is on the radio. It's not TV publicity. No. Because we know that what makes every other thing work is that anointing that is coming to the meeting. We know. I preach in many places. There is no ministry that is sown to me more than I have sown to them. None. None. I said none. None. Is my heart. Are you understanding me? It's my heart. He said, He giveth seed to the sower. So the decision to be sower, it was a decision made a long time ago. Amen. I am a sower. Listen to me. My greatest prayers are not prayers for God to move in a meeting. My greatest prayers are God give me seed. Those are my greatest prayers. Anytime I am in a place where something has to change, something has to shift, something has to move, I start praying, Lord, give me seed, give me seed, give me seed. I pray for seed. I pray for seed. Because I know that once seed enters my hand, the harvest is done. <laughs> I pray for seed. Lord, give me seed. I want to sow such amount. Give me seed. This is February. I've emptied my account this year four times. The fourth one just happened last week. Four times. I'm not talking beans. Are you understanding me? So, the point here is that this thing, God is bringing you into it. Amen. Are you understanding me? He's bringing you into it. Um... He has laid a good foundation. So I'll just build on it. Amen. And uh, I'll do extensive teaching tomorrow morning. And I will talk about, because he mentioned different kinds of givings. I'm going to talk to you about the different kinds of givings. The givings are God's investment plans. Amen. For the body of Christ. Just as you go to a bank, and then they tell you, this one is savings, this one is deposit, this one is also, they tell you the different, and they tell you the different things attached to it. In the Bible, amen. Those are different investment 
features and plans attached to those things. All givings are not the same. But I made up my mind long ago to give all the givings. I give all the givings. I said I give what? All the givings. Portals open to us. Please permit me to just be talking. <laughs> You'll be blessed. Amen. Amen. All right. Just allow me to be talking. You'll be blessed. There was an argument some time ago about tithes. Whether tithe to tithe or not to tithe. Missing, I tithe. Our ministry, this ministry, the United Assembly, tithes. Amen. And so somebody argued and said, Titan, you are arguing, 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 arguing. Then there's a scripture that I love so much. Go to Hebrews chapter 6. Um, I think verse 10. Sorry, 12. Let's read together. I want to go. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them, what? Who through faith and patience. Inherit the promises. From when we were starting ministry, I asked myself, who are the people that are inheriting these promises? Not Tokaso. The people that are inheriting, those are the ones I am following. Amen. And I, I have studied personally between people that said Titan is not correct and Titan is correct. The Titans are doing better. I want to be in that camp. Amen. Did you hear me? The ones that are tithing are doing far better. The gap is too wide for contest. So they are inheriting the promises. He said that if you are giving, it will show. <laughs> it will show. The reward will be open. It will show. I've said, you've heard me here, maybe if you've been in any of the other meetings, talk about, I've had the opportunity to travel and sometimes I've attended meetings in different places, different countries. Listen, don't look down on Nigerian ministries. They are shaking the world. I said what? They are shaking the world. Nigeria is not a country that is used to having clear records and keeping their data properly. So some of the impact of what is happening, we're not even hearing it. If, a, if, a, if an American preacher fits, packs out a hall and there are 3,000 people, you will hear on CNN. CNN, you will hear it on CNN. Go to Obama show. One man of God is there. 200,000 people gather for all night. You didn't hear. I said you did not hear. Do you know why I'm telling you this? I'm telling you this because there are ministers of the gospel in this country that have broken the back of poverty. Not by any assistance or help from anywhere, but by these things we are talking about here. Are you understanding me? By these things we are talking about here. I was in a Kenneth Copeland convention. And I'm not saying it to talk down on anybody. A man of God in this country... I respect was in that meeting. He was sitting close to me. So I walked up to him and introduced myself, you know. And I said, I am also I'm Nigerian, you know. And so Ken Copeland now said, Let's sow a seed. He brought out five dollars. Sorry, I saw it. I was one wondering, I said, I know that this man has been coming here, but I've not seen that breakout. I said, okay, that's why God wanted me to see it. This time I'm talking, it's, many, it's several years from now, it's over six years ago, seven years ago, six or seven years back. I'm not, I was not where I am now. Are you understanding me? But I would have felt that, because they kept on minister's platform, my seed will be the smallest seed. But I was amazed. And I learned something. That 
It's not being around these people that makes your life change. No. You can be around them forever. But you are not in the practice. You are not in the practice. You are not in the practice. You can, listen to me. As I'm talking to you, I don't need anything from anybody here. But if you catch these truths, your ministry this year will make forceful advancements. The personal prosperity of a pastor is important. It's very, very important. You are not a native doctor. <laughs> very important. And so this thing, it must be personal. It must be something that you apply yourself to for your own benefits. You know something? You, you, you might be going around it and thinking you are deceiving people, but after a long time, discover that you are cheating yourself. <laughs> Amen. You are cheating yourself. I've gone to places to sow seed. There when when Itabainum said um, the first time she sold um, I think it was ten thousand dollars. This was years ago. It was in Crefidola's meeting. She emptied her account, her ministry account actually, and sold. She was believing God for something. So she sold ten thousand dollars. So she, after sowing that kind of seed, wrote out the check, she now says she would like to meet Dr. Crefidola. You know, here in Nigeria, you might not know how big he is, but over there, you understand? When you hear that one, it's a better man is trying to meet him. So like she wants to just say hello to the man of God. So the security protocol did not allow her. So she said she was offended. After sowing ten thousand dollars, they will never allow me to say hello to the man of God. So but the spirit of God ministered to her, is it hello you want or you want fruit to abound to your account? So I've been there too. Where you you, you carry seed one million. Eh? You are standing. You say, um, what check do you come with? One million. Wait. Those of you with ten million, come inside. And you are waiting. You will wait. You cannot be offended though. <laughs> 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 you know, you cannot be offended. You will be waiting. Say, okay, then, uh, you, uh, next, uh, next set, come inside. You know. I say, ah. Uh, say, you are with your check. Oh. Can you come back tomorrow? <laughs> He said, no problem. <laughs> I've been to places so he say, I don't want to see the man. I just want to drop my seed. I just want to drop the seed. Say, no, I said, I just want to drop the seed. I know how it works. Amen. <laughs> Listen to me tonight. Let this meeting bring you on that platform where you are in the practice of these things. Don't be a hearer of these things. Be a doer of these things. The thing that changed my life about giving was Second Corinthians 8 verse 7. Now, it's a very simple scripture, but the Holy Ghost showed me light from that scripture. He said, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, abound also means to increase. Amen? As you abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us. Last part, let's read together. See that you abound in this grace also. Read it again. See that you are bound in this grace also. He said you see that you are bound in this grace also. What grace was he talking about? The grace of giving. Amen. The grace of giving. See that you increase in this grace also. Let me tell you what happened. That year of my life, this was several years ago, my regular offering was five naira. 
Are you understanding me? That means that if I go for five meetings, I will give five nights. I I don't have at all. Amen? Are you understanding me? So if we have a meeting in the morning, I will give five nights. If they, I have a meeting in the evening, I will still give that five nights. I won't give less. This was years ago. So, the Holy Ghost now told me from this scripture that see to it that you increase your giving. And he taught me about decided givings and instructed givings. You've heard me talk about it before. And he showed me that a lot of times believers always wait for instructed seeds. He said, but when you enter the realm of decided seeds, everything will change. Now, what do I mean by decided giving? Decided giving is that because the Bible says you should give, you say you decide that you will give. Instructed giving, I mean, is that the Holy Ghost spoke to you. Go and sow a seed there. You know, there are certain things in the scriptures that you don't have to wait for the Holy Ghost to say to you because it's already in scripture. For example, somebody say, I'm waiting for the Holy Ghost to lead me to evangelize. No, he said, go into all the world. Amen. So there are times when we go to a place because the Holy Ghost told us to go and preach there. But whether he tells us to go and preach somewhere or not, we must be on the move preaching. Is that not so? Okay. When it comes to giving, a lot of people always wait for instructed seeds. No. No. And you see that in scriptures, Abraham sold both ways. There was a time he was instructed, take Isaac, your only son. But when he came to Melchizedek, he decided. He decided. So there were decided givings. And so this brought me into decided givings. December into January of the next year and I said from January 1st my offering increases to 10 naira. If you don't know the gap between 5 and 10 naira that time, then you were not in this country. Amen. (laughs) And I said from January my offering will be 10 naira. The Holy Ghost did not tell me anything. As that January got to that, you know, normally Christmas period, you know, maybe you receive a lot of gifts, you know, so, you know, it was easy for the first two weeks or three weeks to be giving the 10 naira. I give 10 naira. If I go for another meeting, I give 10 naira. And I give another meeting. By the time I was getting to the middle of January, there was no even old former 5 naira to give. Are you understanding me? The former 5 naira was not even available. But you see, I have decided. I have decided. Then one ten naira maybe strayed into my hand. I said, when I enter the place, the devil will be telling me, go back to your five naira. Go back to your five naira. You will just die at this level. And I sold it again. Ten naira. Let me die here. Bind the sacrifice with cords to the altar. Amen. God has shown me light. I sold it ten naira. You know what happened? After a few months, tenor became easy. Then I said, Whoa, this is good. I said, Give me tenor comfortably. I'm not talking about seed to man of God. I mean, regular service offering. Regular service offering. There are two ways we give offerings. One is to give according to how you were blessed in that period, two is to have set seeds you sow. Did you hear me? Yeah. So now I operate the set seeds. So, 10 error. It doesn't mean that there are weeks that the Holy Ghost might not lead me to do more than my set seed. Are you understanding me? Okay? But 10 error, 10 error, 10 error, 10 error. It became comfortable. I said, must I wait till the end of the year? And I said, from July, second half of the year, I will increase it to 20. The same struggle I adjusted. 50. 100, 200, 500, 1,000. Okay, let me not go to, you know, but we just kept stretching and stretching and stretching. I believe I'm coming to the place where my regular offering will be 100,000 in every service. It will be 1 million in every service. No special fundraising. I'm saying offering. Offering. And we'll be pushing and pushing. There are times where that my seed is not in my hand. Um, recently, something like that happened. I came and then I found out that I was not with the complete amount. So I wrote a check. Amen. 
Are you understanding me? What I'm trying to do is that my heart has to set, you know, my heart has to, you know, to be set on that thing. Because from time to time, you see that the devil starts giving you reasons to change your mind, amen, or to go back. Amen. Are you receiving something? And I found out that that practice is a lifestyle. Amen. It's a lifestyle. And you keep at it. That fight to sow your seed is important that you win it. He was talking about exchanging carnal things for spiritual things. Jesus taught a principle. What Jesus said in Matthew 6, 6, verse 19 to 20, was what Paul was also speaking about in 1 Timothy 6. Give me 1 Timothy 6, um, 19, I believe. Let's just check something. Good. He said, laying up in store. Hallelujah. He was talking about giving here. For themselves. That means when you are sowing, you are laying up in store for yourself a good foundation against the time to come that you may what? Lay hold. So we lay up to lay hold. Amen. You lay up. Say, I lay up to lay hold. Now, what you are laying up is physical, but what you are laying hold of is spiritual. That you may lay hold on eternal life. Go back to Matthew 6, verse 19. Jesus said, Lay not up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth or rock doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But he said, Lay up for yourselves in heaven, next verse 20, lay up for yourselves in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth not corrupt, where thieves do not break through nor steal. That means he was saying that you can lay up in the system of the world. Hallelujah. There's somebody that can put their money in bank. He said, no, 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 no. no. There is a spiritual investment plan for the believer. So lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. How do you lay up treasures in heaven? Do you throw the money up? How do you lay up treasures in heaven? Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. I will show you just in a short while how we lay up treasures in heaven. Because Jesus said, lay up treasures in heaven. That means there is a way to do it from the earth. We have two examples in scripture of how someone was laid up and it was laid up in heaven. Hallelujah. Why was this important? Look at verse 21. Jesus said, where 21, Matthew 6, 21 For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. So if your treasure is laid up in heaven, your heart will also be in heaven. Amen. That means your heart will follow the direction of your seeds. So I'll just show you one example. One was the story of Cornelius, he said. Where Cornelius was giving on earth to people. But the Bible says it was in heaven as a memorial. That means he laid up treasures in heaven. But it was on earth. When you were there, it's physical people was giving money to but it was laid up in heaven. Let me tell you, some people might not understand what Cornelius was doing. In the time Jesus lived, if you follow the scriptures, especially the gospels, you will find that there are certain things, some centurions, you know, centurions are not Jews. They are Roman soldiers. I hope you know that. They are Roman soldiers that are occupying Jewish territory. So, on behalf of the Roman Empire, they are governors of this area or this region. Now, but because they interacted with Jewish people, they knew there was something about these Jewish people and their covenants. So from time to time, some of them started trying to connect with what was happening. So you had centurions that were giving to the Jewish synagogues and temples. Amen. Amen. Remember one of the centurions that they brought to Jesus said, this one has built us a synagogue. Are you understanding me? Now, this was what Cornelius understood. Amen. Uh-huh. So, in his mind, he doesn't know much about church. But he knows that these Jewish people that are connected to a covenant. And he was sowing to them. That sowing was laid up in heaven. Amen. Uh-huh. 
But the most beautiful one is the Philippians 4 we've been reading. In Philippians 4.15, Paul said, No church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. You only. Now, watch. That means, who do they communicate with? Paul. The Philippian church and Paul. I believe tomorrow morning I have explanations. I will just explain to you about... You'll be amazed at what the Philippian church did. Amen. And you will see that if the Philippian church could do it, any other person can do it. Alright, verse 16. He now said, For even in Thessalonica you sent once and again unto my necessity. Now, they were giving to Paul. Next verse. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Good. Look at verse 18. Let's read together. I want to go. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which you sent, which were sent from you. Now, it means that the things that the Philippian church sent, he sent it through a man called Epaphroditus. So Paul had received it. Just as I received his seed and sent a message and said, Sir, I have received it. So Paul had received it and he was sending back a message. But look at what he now said. He said, that thing you sent is an order of what? Of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to who? Okay, but I thought it was Paul they gave. Amen. But Paul said, no, 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 no. It says a sacrifice are pleasing to us, to God. That means you might have given it to me, but you are laying up in heaven. Amen. You gave it actually to God. You gave it to God. That's when I said, but my God shall supply your needs. Remember that the church is the salvation agency of heaven on earth. <laughs> Amen. So, sowing into the body of Christ, there's no better place. Amen. See, forget about see, people have abused people. There's nothing that people have not abused, but other people are still doing it. I've done an abuse driving. Are you not still driving? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Have people not abused phone? People have abused Facebook. Are you still not using Facebook? Why is it giving that you want to stop because people are abusing it? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if your heart is right, are you understanding me? You won't bother about that. Say I'm a sower. Say I'm a sower. Say I'm a sower. And the God, God's word says that He giveth seed to the sower and provides bread for the eater. That means there's a difference between your seed and your bread. Don't eat your seed. Instead, sow your bread. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. Yeah, you understand me? Don't eat your seed. Instead, sow your bread. There are times when you come to a place where it's only bread remaining. Make it seed. Let the principle of seed sowing never cease. The scripture in Luke 6 38 it says, Give and it shall be given unto you. That means if you want it to be given unto you, give. Anytime you look around you, it's no more being given unto you. How you say it is by giving. It's not by fasting. No, give. Uh, one week, nobody has given to me. Take my seat. Ah, what's happening? Provoke it again. Amen. It shall be given unto you. He now said, good measure, press and shake together. Shall men. He's telling you that God will also put it in the heart of men to give to you. It's God giving you, but through men. Who told you that this thing doesn't work? The best doesn't know what he's talking about. I said, don't, don't know what I'm talking It's too late. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's too late. This is how we live. Let me tell you the difference between some of us with all sense of modesty and some other people. Is that we learned this thing when we were in school. There are some ministers that have been pastoring. They are pastoring churches in town. They don't know how to raise money. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? They don't know how to get funds to do ministry. Because, you know, Pastor Kojo, they said something that blessed me. He said, he was talking about, because he was also involved in campus ministry in his own time. He said that the involvement of churches in town in campus ministry polluted the process of what God was using 
campus ministry to do to raise ministers? He said because when they were on campus, they knew how to pray and believe God for funds to buy equipment in the, in the fellowship. But when churches start coming to town, they say, all of you, how many of you are in the University of uh, Portacot? One, two, five. Okay, people can start fellowship. Take one million, buy equipment for fellowship. So they don't know how to believe God. Amen. So they, 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 that their mommy and uncle and other patrons gave them money to buy equipment. So then that guy was president of fellowship for three years or two years in university. Then he comes out. This time now, there's no uncle and auntie. There's a call of God upon his life. Okay, now start your own ministry. He doesn't know how to raise money because he did not learn it. He missed that process. On campus, we learned how to stay in faith. Not writing any appeal letter to anybody. And we were doing our programs. God never designed that. See, the process in funding your ministry is two ways. One is your personal seeds. The second is the impact you've made in people's lives. The reward that comes from it. That means that if a minister there are some people that just walk on the impact people and people because then they say they are not sowing. There will be a limitation somewhere. But when you enter the scene, when you are personally sowing, then secondly, you are impacting lives. It keeps coming. Hallelujah. It keeps coming. So you don't have your eyes on, you know some people go and meet somebody that is not in your church. You have never blessed him. He doesn't even really respect the anointing of God upon your life. You just say, Senator, Senator, since uh, we, we are building projects, so I don't know if you can just help us. We are raising, we are trying to raise 20 million. So, I don't know if you have an outlook. So, um, 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 I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. You know what happens? You have that money, but you lose the eternal value of what God would have worked out in you. Amen. By learning how to have it through faith. Getting money is not everything. No. There's something God is working in you. You see, this seed sowing we sow, the greatest benefit of it is not what comes back to us, it's what happens inside us. It's the enlargement of heart that happens inside us. That's the greatest thing. It's not that you sold 100,000 and 1 million came. No, it's the way, it's what happens to your heart. That as you grow, the fear of letting go of money dies. Why can people not give? Fear. Two things. Ignorance and fear. All right, huh? Ignorance makes you selfish. So I won't say selfish is another one. But fear and ignorance. The fear of, hey, if I give, how will I, how will I do this thing? How will I eat? How will I take care of my family? Giving is how you quench that fear. You quench that fear. You quench that fear. Your faith is not in how much is in your account. Amen. Are you understanding me? No, 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 no. Your faith is in what Jesus has done for you and the workings of the Spirit in your life. Amen. You know that there is nothing that lets, leaves your hand that does not multiply back to you. Don't give once in a while. Give consistently. Don't do it once in a while. Even in the Old Testament, I think it was Deuteronomy 16, verse 16 to 17 or thereabout. God said to them, He said, Make sure the males appear before me three times a year. They come with seed. That means that, ah, if you are practicing this Jewish covenant, at least three times in a year, you must come with heavy seed. That's aside from all the other sacrifices, three times. <laughs> Set your hearts to sow seeds. Now, this is what the Spirit of God is struggling me to do at the end here. Listen to me. Whatever seed you've sown before, I want to ask you a question. What is the highest seed you've sown in your life at once? Amen? Picture it. You know it. Okay, put your hand under your mouth and mention it. Amen? So that your neighbor will not hear it. If you don't want anybody to hear it. If it's, if it's one million, say one million. If it's five hundred thousand, say five hundred thousand. Just say it. Mention it. Say it. Two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Just under your breath, say it. What's the highest single seed you have sown? Now, pastors understand though. It's not to gather brethren's money and give. That's not what you sow, you know. Your own money. Listen, your own money. You understand that? Your own money. You know? <laughs> I, I, 
Pastor, don't be guarding people's money and be so, you know. Sow your own seeds. That one is their money. Amen. It's their money. Your seed, your seed. So, how much is that money that is the highest you've sown? This year, if you follow through what I say to you, you will exceed that seed. I want you to set your heart to give more. Some of you, double of the highest seed you have sown. Set your heart to give it this year. Are you understanding me? Set your heart to give it this year. This is how we grow. Amen. When we're growing up, and who are teaching us about prayer, somebody told me something that helped me. He said there's nobody that prays for long that did not plan to pray for long. That they first set their hearts to pray for long, then it happens. So there's nobody that gives big that does not set his heart to give big. If you don't set your heart to give big, you will never give big. Twenty years will come and pass. You see, they are still not giving the one million. Amen. Anybody that you see say, I give five million, I give ten, they set their hearts. They set their hearts. Ask him now. You set your hearts. Yeah. It's not like it just happened to you. No, you set your hearts. So set your heart. If 10,000 is the highest you're giving, set your heart that this year you give 30, you give 50, this year at once. If it's 100,000, say, this year I will give 200,000. Please write it in your book or your iPad or whatever. Write it so that you remember in this meeting that you are setting your heart. That's why we're going to stand up and pray. You are setting your heart that this year you will give social amounts at once. The first time I wrote a check, several years back, you know, I was in a meeting. I saw a man of God. You know, we went for a, a, a convention. And the year before, he gave 300,000. And it was a big deal for him. So the following year, he gave a million. The next time I heard, he gave, um, I'm trying to remember, 12 or 13 million. I said, I know when this guy started sowing this seed. So. Amen. I know when this guy started sowing this seed. So. Amen. Ha! <laughs> I wrote a check to sow to a man of God. That's the first time I was right. You know, the Spirit of God told me to put my faith out. So I wrote the check, one million naira. I've told the story several times. <laughs> the checkbook finished. I've not turned out that page because there's no money. There's no one million in that account. So I will tear, 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 tear and finish the checkbook. <laughs> Only that one million one. <laughs> the checkbook is remaining. They issued me another checkbook. You know the devil just say, leave that thing. <laughs> but as I gave the checkbook, I opened it again. I wrote one million. I wrote the man of God's name on it. I tell you, about two or three checkbooks finished. But oh, what joy! The day I tore it. You know, I've not given the money, but I was working somehow. You understand that? There's a way I was working. Amen. <laughs> Amen. When I tore it, I say, ha ha ha. Satan, your own is finished. <laughs> Amen. Are you understanding me? And I gave it. Something happened to me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I'll end with this. He talked about portals. Tomorrow I'll talk about windows. Amen. But he talked about portals. God told me, one day, he just said, you're going to America. I had a vision. In the vision, I saw I saw myself with Dr. Crawford Dollar. Amen. Amen. I told my wife. It was because of that picture that I started keeping this haircut. In the, in the vision, this was the haircut. My hair was not like this then. This was it. I said, okay, that's how I look. <laughs> Amen. That was it. So this is not just, not just a hair. You know, someone say, guy, man. It's not guy, it's revelation. Not guy, it's not guy at all. Not guy. It's a revelation. It's not guy. 
It's revelation. In case you don't know, it's not there. In that vision, I was with Creflo Dollar. And when I saw myself, I'm like, ah, ah. how I am now is what I saw. So I said, okay, that's who I am. Amen. Then the Lord told me, you're going to America. I was going to the UK. He said, no, you're going to America. I said, I don't, I don't have the phone to go to, my phones are to go to the UK and come. I said, you're going to America. God opened the doors. I finally got to America. And he told me to go for that meeting. So I went for Ken Copeland Convention. Now, and it's now I'm even understanding why the devil was fighting so hard. That meeting, why was the devil fighting so hard? The moment I arrived in America, oh, I, so one or two people that I know, you know, came around, oh, blah, 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 blah. So, I, to make things easy for me, I loaded all of my money in a card, one of Nigerian banks, loaded everything in a card, and just carried some cash so that I'll use my card more. When I got there, the first day, we went to Walmart. And I picked something. I tried to pay. The card didn't work. So I thought it was just something, you know. Later at night, from my hotel room, I walked out. There's a place like, um, the same way you have like filling station. But this is not a filling station. It's, a, it's an ATM drive through park. There are several ATMs, just like filling station. Several ATMs. You know, people just drive their car. Punch, punch, punch. Withdraw. They don't have to come down from the car like that. So it was not far from my hotel. I walked, maybe late at night, like 11.30 or 12, walked down there. I was trying, I checked, tried the first machine. I went to the next machine. Tried. I, I didn't know that. Nobody was there. But the way I was behaving, and I saw that there was somebody in the building. Hello, can I help you? Because you see me by camera. What is he doing? You understand that? <laughs> don't worry. You know, the car didn't work. So I left. Now, the car not working was a distraction to me. I couldn't pay for this, I couldn't pay for that, I couldn't pay for this, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. So I was now conserving the cash that I had to ensure that it doesn't run out. I was trying to reach, my wife didn't travel with me, I was trying to reach her and so on and so forth. Then, the big day in Copeland Convention, I, I was there for all the ministers, but the day Creflo came, and people came with their seeds. People came with their seeds. We are just waiting to sow their seeds. I said, that thing this man carries. <laughs> yes, and that. The place was packed. I went for the convention, I'm telling you. It was packed out on his night than any other night. I said, what is it? So the Lord told me, the remaining cash on you is for Dr. Creflo. I say, that's not a good voice at this time. And I understood what the devil was trying to do. The reason why my cars were not working was to restrict me from sowing. Was to restrict me from sowing in those meetings. So, yes, the thoughts was on my mind. You know, the devil was telling me, you're not in Abba. You're not in Lagos. You're not in Abuja. You're not in London. Start telling me calculation of how far I am from home. You'll just be stranded here. Oh, that night. I will never forget it. And I gathered all the seed, all the dollars in my hand. And I walked up to Dr. Creflo and I sowed it. Something happened to me. I've stressed this to me. That night, that night, time will fail me. All my hotel bills were paid that night. That same night, oh. The next morning was that story I told you. How I was sitting in the hotel lobby waiting for the car to pick me for the morning meeting. The next morning. It was from that moment that things started happening regularly. I was sitting down at the lobby. A white woman, I don't know her, was walking past, stopped, squeezed dollar notes and put it in my hand and walked away. I said, excuse me, ma'am. She said, bless you and walked away. I don't know her did today. So I was with the money in my hand, dollars. You know? I, I received all, but that day I was confused. That's like, it has never happened, you know? People just give you money. So I was standing there with the receptionist. We were just looking at each other like, I can't explain what's happening to me. Then the car that was to pick me just drove in, maybe like two or three minutes after that time. So I was still with the money in my hand. I entered the vehicle and I told the person, I said, One woman just came and gave me this money. All of them say, uh-uh, if everybody is giving you money, we too will give you money. Everybody start bringing that money from their pocket and give it to me. Since that day, when I go for meetings, people start giving me money. 
everywhere I go, people give me money. The first place I saw where a man of God is preaching and people will be bringing money was Dr. Krefflow's meeting. Now, I'm telling you about portals. Portals. He was in his meeting. 2000, year 2000. Um, T.D. Jakes invited Creflo for a meeting. This was 16 years ago. And then he was, that was the 99 to 2001, um, um, Ken Copeland and the rest were talking about the billion flow. For those of you who have been following their ministries, they were talking, they were talking about the billion flow. The billion flow. Uh, they were raising a, a partnership of one million um, something gang. You know, that was the period. So, he was talking about the billion flow. So he came for that meeting. And then he was just talking. In, you know, there are different flows. You understand that? It's his church. It's a preacher and preacher. You understand? Woo! You know, preacher and preacher. Somebody will be jumping like this, you know, in the service and all that and all that and all that. that doesn't, it does, that's not how Creflo's meetings are. So Creflo was teaching in that meeting. As he was talking, TDJ's church members were coming out to drop money. So Creflo now called him and said, Has this ever happened in your church before? He said, No. He doesn't understand what they're doing. <laughs> And I said, do you want it? He said, he laid down on the power of God. I was watching that video. I shouted. When I met that man, the same thing started happening to me. I've never told you this way, so some of you might not understand. That same thing started happening. Not long after I came for a meeting, I was talking. People were putting money in my suit. Amen. And I said, this is a problem. You understand that? <laughs> since then, since then, Every country have entered, people have given me money. I said, every village, everywhere I've gone to, people have come to give me money. It's a portal. Today you have entered into something. Tomorrow night is an impartation night. Don't miss it for anything, alright? But listen to me. This February, that money matter will be settled in your life and your ministry. This February, that money matter will be settled once and for all. Will be settled once and for all. Let's try to feet this. This. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on two three four eight zero six three six one three five six zero. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the best thing I've been around.